Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to today's episode where we're diving a little bit into nutrition today. And it's been a little while since I've done a episode on nutrition, so I am so keen to hear what you guys think of today's episode, whether you got value from it, and whether you would love more episodes of this kind of theme. I am actually recording after 5 p.m. today, which is wild for me because I always record in the morning or around lunchtime and occasionally in the afternoon, but it's very rare that I would record anything later than 2 p.m. I'm usually such a morning gal, but I actually had a little bit of a nap this afternoon and I've just gone and got all the groceries and I'm feeling energized and I've got about 50 minutes until I'll probably start cooking dinner. So I thought, why not sit down now and have a chat to you guys? So This is actually a podcast episode I've been wanting to do for quite some time now and I just really was wrapping my head around how to approach it because it's one of those things where if you ask a question, the answers, it depends, which is a really annoying answer. You know, when you really want to know something and you ask someone, what should I do about this? Or what's, what's this best thing to eat? Or should I get this much sleep or that much? All these kind of questions when it comes to nutrition and training and someone gives you the answer, oh, well, it kind of depends. It's really annoying, but it's the honest truth. So Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's hard to explain because the answer really isn't black or white, this or that. But I just thought it was totally worth opening up the discussion because it is something that I'm actually very, very passionate about. Diving into today and the topic of is there such thing as good food and bad food? And the answer is it depends. (laughs) The answer is yes and the answer is no. And I think it really is important to understand in which context are we talking? Because in some contexts, no, there's no such thing as bad food. And then in other contexts, well, yeah, there really is such thing as bad food. So let's start off with weight loss, because this is something that I think, unfortunately, majority of people their goal is. Um, And when I say majority of people, majority of people who it shouldn't be their goal, it is their goal. Um, And we are very, very weight focused and we are weight focused because we're aesthetic focused and we're focused very much on beauty and how we look um, and being an okay body for other people, which I think is a bit misaligned. And I think for, you know, if if your goal is weight loss and it's for you, and it's for your health and your own benefit and you feeling really good in yourself, then I'm all for that. I think it's when we start creating goals for based on our appearance for other people that we start running into some problems because that brings into the whole self-worth thing and stuff like that. And it means that your goals are purely extrinsic, which means it's very much out of your control. And having a goal which is very much out of your control is, I guess, a bit of a disaster waiting to happen. So... When it comes to weight loss, there really is no such thing as good food and bad food, really. Um, And again, you could argue the opposite, but 
as a generalization, I'm going to say no. And if it's coming down to food psychology, if it's coming down to someone recovering from disordered eating, if it's coming down to someone just trying to lose weight, there really is no such thing as bad foods. And I even say this to my clients. It's something that, you know, when clients come in, I've probably got it written somewhere in a welcome pack and uh, or an information booklet or something like that. I would have done it in a blog post. I've probably said it in a previous podcast episode because I wholeheartedly stand by that. There is no such thing as bad foods or good foods when it comes to weight loss, first weight gain, and when it comes to the psychology of eating. So from a weight loss perspective, the main focus should be on calories and calorie consumption eating if you want to lose weight you need to be eating less calories than what your body burns that's kind of like the baseline right but this kind of really only takes into account the calorie consumption point of view of how much you're eating but it doesn't take into account the impact of what you eat and how that can influence calorie output for example so we know calorie output is how much calories you're burning through exercise daily movement um, digesting your food all of that kind of stuff but if you are eating only shit crappy processed sort of food um, then you can imagine that your energy levels are probably going to be pretty low if you ate nothing except donuts every day you're like i'm going to stay within my calorie limit and all i'm going to eat is donuts if you stay within your calorie input you are sorry stay keep your calorie input in alignment or under your calorie output you are going to lose weight but what can happen is you're probably going to have shitty hormones shitty energy you're not going to sleep very well then you're going to wake up being even more tired more fatigued which means when you go to the gym you're not exerting as much energy because you can't lift as much weight because you're exhausted so actually your calorie output is now decreasing so then you're going to have to consume even less calories to make up for the uh, lower calorie output so that's just one kind of thing to keep in mind however if we don't kind of take into a part all these like nitty gritty attention to detail kind of stuff as a general rule of thumb you can say with quite well I could say with quite a bit of confidence that calories in versus calories out are all that matters when it comes to weight loss and weight gain because it does have the largest influence so if someone did only eat donuts but they stayed in a calorie deficit consuming those donuts, they will lose weight. And the reason being is our bodies don't know what a donut is versus what an avocado is. All your body reads is a chemical uh, breakdown, which would be the macro breakdown, how to you know digest that food, what to do with that food, where to push it, how to um, just how to utilize the energy. That's all it cares about, and what is the energy made up of? So is it a, is it protein, fat, or carbs? And how do I break this down, and where do I send it? That's all your body cares about. So your bo- if you were to eat a donut and some avocado, your body doesn't go, ooh, donut, that's so naughty. I'm going to send it to my hips. Avocado, ooh, healthy, I'll burn that. Like your body doesn't know. It's, it's energy, it's food, it's a chemical composition, right? It's just that's all it really is and that's all your body reads it as. So from a weight loss perspective, yes, calories in, calories out are all that matters. But I think that where we're starting to drop the ball a little bit with the trending of IIFYM and macro tracking and things like that, which again, guys, 
my clients do, but it's really important to know the context of things. If we're talking from a health perspective, so let's fully put weight loss or weight gain to the side. Let's not care about body composition. Let's talk about health. Are there good foods and bad foods when it comes to health? Yes, absolutely fucking yes. And we can't deny that. And I think so many coaches are sugarcoating and selling this like flexible dieting method as an easy solution to lose weight and are completely bypassing their client's health and well-being and, you know, their gut health and their mood and their energy and their menstrual cycle and their stress and their sleep and all of these sort of things. And yeah, they might ask your client, you know, where are you in your cycle and how's your sleep going and how's your mood been? And the client might say, yeah, cycle's pretty regular and sleep's pretty good and my mood's been stable. And so they think that that gives them a green light to continue their client on these diet foods of like, and I've had them and I, I will still have them sometimes. So this is where it's really important to not take anything out of context, but you know, like sugar-free jelly and sugar-free that and low-carb this and all this stuff that's filled with like sugar alcohols and fucking crap. And they think that because their client's mood's good and their skin's all right and their stress is fine that it bypasses. But unfortunately, sometimes we don't have the repercussions of things until a later date. Just like use the gut health, for example, just because you have one um, one low-carb protein bar or one sugar-free bowl of jelly, well, nothing's really going to happen to your gut health, is it? It's not really going to impact your mood or make you have a bad sleep or anything like that. But it is the consistency over time when it becomes damaging, right? So I think it's really important to bring light to this topic because so many people are bypassing it. And as a result of that, a lot of people are having a lot of health issues and aren't putting two and two together. They're thinking, oh, well, I'm losing weight and I'm eating in air quotation marks well because I'm eating within my calorie limit, but I've got these skin rashes and my sleep is shit or my stress is bad and they're not actually associating it that it's their nutrition. And it's really kind of like concerns me because our nutrition and our food is like our fucking life force. Like everything that we consume, your body, you can't trick your body through food. And it's interesting. And I remember years ago, like probably like six years ago, thinking that I had literally found a way to cheat the system and trick my body because I would eat like this huge bowl of sugar-free jelly and it would be like one calorie for the entire bowl. And I would just drink sugar-free cordial and sugar-free Pepsi and I would eat all this sugar-free shit that had no calories. And I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling full and I'm not having any calories. And I just thought that I'd completely bypass the system. No. And I want to go back to that version of myself and just like shake her, but You can't, your body doesn't not read it just because it doesn't have calories. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have anything, right? It's either a chemical composition or whatever it is. And it's going to have an impact. Either it's going to be on your gut or your mood or, 
you know, your body is consuming it. You are putting it in your body. It's the exact same as like the skincare products you use, right? Your skin is the largest organ of your body, if you didn't know that. So your skin is the largest organ of your body and anything you get, you put on your skin can be absorbed into the body and can be absorbed into the bloodstream. So if you're using, it's like, that's where the saying comes from. Like if you wouldn't drink your makeup, don't put it on your face kind of thing. Like, because it's going in your body exactly the same, just because it's not going in your mouth and down in your throat, your body is still going to be absorbing it exactly the same. And this is the same thing with the nutrition. If you're just pumping Pepsi Max and stuff all of the time and thinking that you're bypassing the system because it's got no calories, your body is not stupid. It's not an idiot. Like it's going to read it as something or do whatever it needs to with it. So this is where things like issues like inflammation and stuff start to come into play. When it comes to bad foods, are there such thing as bad foods? And the reason my answer is yes, is because there are foods that can be, you know, anti-inflammatory for the body that can soothe digestion or aid digestion, that can be good for fertility, foods that can be good for uh, stabilizing your mood. There can also be bad foods that are inflammatory, that do cause your gut to flare up, that do create, um, you know, a poor production of hormones, that can create issues with your menstrual cycle, that can make you more stressed, that make you sleep worse, that give you a worse mood or irritability, that can cause skin issues, whether that be acne or whether it be like rashes and things like that, that can cause bad digestion. They're absolutely fine are bad foods when it comes to your health and taking care of your body. The third piece that we need to that, that we need to take into consideration, because as I said, I spoke to the weight loss point of view. And as I said, there are no good foods and bad foods. And I spoke to the health perspective. And as I said, there absolutely are bad foods. But the third component is the food psychology component. And this is like taking into consideration anyone who has, um, you know, a bad relationship with food or disordered eating and stuff like that. And for this person, I would say don't categorize foods as good and bad. And this was such a integral part of my healing journey coming from a history of like binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia and being quite food obsessed and things like that and trying to eat really clean and then like binging and going from one extreme to the other. If your focus, if your sole focus is on creating a healthy relationship with food, I think the most important thing you can do is let go of a lot of um, expectation of what your nutrition should look like. A lot of you need to release guilt or shame around what you eat. You need to release all of the emotion attached to eating. And that means eating whatever the fuck you want and learning to feel good and empowered by that decision. So when it comes to this third component, again, I would say there's no such thing as good food and bad food. Just focus on like allowing yourself to eat whatever you want, especially like knowing if your eating disorder is coming from a body composition background and not everyone's is. Um, everyone, Everyone's eating disorders come from different reasons and um, traumas and things like that. But If you have a poor relationship with food that is built around you being afraid of losing or or gaining weight, understanding that there are no bad foods when it comes to 
um, losing or gaining weight. Like it really doesn't matter. As I said, calories are all that matters. So you can happily fucking eat your donuts and you're going to lose weight. So it can be a really empowering part of your journey to actually let go of any labels so that you can work on healing your relationship with food and realizing that food isn't the be all or end all when it comes to weight loss or gain. But again, it's really important to take into consideration that once you've healed through that and you've got a pretty good relationship with food, you need to start focusing on the quality of your nutrition. And and so that healing journey or letting go of the labels is a very integral, essential, important and beautiful part of your journey. But it's not long term. Letting go of there are no such thing as good food and bad food for the rest of your life is going to lead to health problems. That is absolutely going to lead to health problems. Um, And, you know, I'm kind of got like the repercussions of this now as a 26-year-old when the 20-year-old version of me was always forever dieting and eating all of those diet foods and eating shit foods and fitting crap in my macros and stuff like that. Well, now I've always got dermatitis on my hands and I've got gut problems and stuff like that. And actually this week, I'm going to be starting to work with a coach on my gut health um, and repairing a lot of the damage that was done. And yes, a lot of the damage also came from my binge eating disorder. Obviously, that's very inflammatory for your body, but it also came down to the quality or the lack of quality of nutrition that I had. Where I'm at now in my life is I eat predominantly organic. I drink filtered water, which is a whole topic for another day, but I could do a whole episode on water alone. But I drink filtered water. I eat a lot of organic food. I've been mostly, and I say mostly because I don't like to use this word, but it's the closest thing to. I've been vegan for predominantly two and a half years. Um, The reason I say that very lightly is because in that time I have had some fish or I might have had something with a little bit of milk in it or whatever in that two and a half years. It's very rare, but I don't try to like stick by really rigid rules. I am for full transparency on the journey of looking to reintroduce meat back into my diet, which is low key terrifying for me. But I've been doing a lot of research, a lot of, lot of research. And I never went, again, for lack of a better choice of word, vegan. Let's use the word plant-based. The reason I went plant-based is purely 100% for animal cruelty. It was never for my health. I don't think that eating plant-based is better for your health than eating meat is. Uh, It was purely an ethical decision for me. So after a lot of the research I've done in just how much it can influence my health, I'm starting to consider introducing meat back into my diet. However, I am having that ethical and moral dilemma. Um, And that's just something that I'm working through and processing in present time. And that's a very, very personal journey for me. Um, And I wouldn't sway you either way. Like, whether you want to eat meat, whether you want to be plant-based, it really is your decision. And I encourage you to just be like really in integrity with that and make sure that whatever way you're eating, it's the best way of eating for you in where you're at on your journey right now. And this comes from not only a meat versus plant-based perspective, but also a good versus bad food perspective. If you're healing from disordered eating or you've got a poor relationship with food, It is so fucking okay to let go of all of the labels, to eat the damn pizza, to have the carbonara, to eat whatever you want. It is so okay. It was part of my journey and I wouldn't be where I am without having gone through that. 
but then also honoring someone if they're at a point in their life where they're eating all organic food, they're drinking filtered water, they're eating really air quotation marks clean please don't project your stuff on them of, you know, you don't have to eat clean and you can um, still eat donuts and lose weight and honor that where they're at, they might be focused more on health than weight loss. So don't assume that it's about weight for people or don't assume that someone is eating healthy out of restriction or because they think they have to. Because where I'm at on my journey is my diet has slowly been getting healthier and healthier, for lack of a better choice of word, because I genuinely thrive in that space I love taking care of my body I love nourishing it I love optimizing it in any way I can and I'm always looking for ways to improve you know my lifestyle and my nutrition even coming down to like now I've been drinking filtered water for a bit over two years as well so don't assume anything about anyone's nutrition or project your beliefs onto them and stay really deeply in integrity with your own because the more inte- the more you are in integrity with your own decisions the less likely you are to project on other people it's only when you are afraid that what you're doing isn't right do you project that out and it shows up in the way of you trying to convince someone else to change how they're eating because The more people who are eating like you, the better you feel about what you're doing. But just realizing that you don't need everyone else to be doing what you're doing because they're not you and everyone has a different body and everyone's body, you know, has different needs and everyone's mind is a different part of their journey. And so that's okay. I just felt really called to talk to this today because I wanted to put a little, I guess I wanted to drop a new discussion into this space because it really is trending the quote you know there's no good foods and bad foods calories are king it's only calories in and calories out you know macro tracking is trending and stuff like that and as I said that's all good and well I still have clients tracking to this day I have clients who don't track who intuitively eat I have clients who do half half and so it's really is personal but I think we're actually playing with fire and going into a really dangerous zone by saying that there is no such thing as good food and bad food because it doesn't take into account context because if the context we're speaking about is health, again, whether it's your hormones, your menstrual cycle, stress, sleep, mood, skin, digestion, there absolutely are good foods and bad foods. There are foods that are going to fuck your gut microbiome. There are foods that are going to potentially cause skin issues or create inflammation in your body. There are foods that which are going to show up in or change your blood work from either being optimal bloods or not so optimal blood work, right? There absolutely are foods that will raise or lower your cholesterol. Like we can't deny this shit. Like you can't just ignore it and pretend it doesn't matter. Your health matters. Your body is all you fucking have. I just wanted to bring this into your awareness. And as I said, wherever you are on your journey right now, it's so okay. And if where you are at on your journey right now is you are someone who is in that food psychology component and you're creating a healthy relationship with food, well, I encourage you to fucking drop the labels and let them go. Let yourself be in whatever journey or whatever phase you are in right now, because whatever phase you're in right now is the phase for you. And it's going to be a journey which is individualized to you and is serving you and your current purpose. And that is so okay. But 
just think about it and be real with yourself. And if you're someone who has a pretty good relationship with food, but you're so focused on tracking macros and you're so focused on, you know, fitting everything into your diet. And the other point that I want to raise is that there's a whole like, um, a whole group of coaches that use the 80-20 rule, right? And they say, 80-20, 80% healthy food, 20% treat food. Again, I have said this and still say this. However, what's your version of 80-20? Like that 20% treat food and 80% good food, what are you actually considering good versus bad? Because I think that a lot of the coaches that are using the 80-20 rule will actually probably 50% of your 80% healthy food isn't healthy food. So just know that it's very personal and it's really important to know the context of things because for some coaches like eating full-blown Ben and Jerry's high in calories would be part of the 20% but then eating a Pepsi Max or drinking I should say drinking a Pepsi Max because it doesn't have any calories doesn't go into that 20 it's fine in the 80 right or Maybe they're having a protein bar and a protein bar is part of their 80% healthy food. But then if you look at what that protein bar is made up of, it's made up of sugar or sugar alcohols or a bunch of crap. I hope if you take something away from this, you take away that context matters. Context matters, the person matters, the individual matters, and everything can sound magical and whimsical and really alluring because that's what the health and fitness industry does is it sells you on extremes. It's so much easier to sell people on extremes than it is to sell them on it depends, right? People don't want it depends. They want a really clear answer of like, eat clean, do keto, go vegan, track your macros. Like they really thrive off rules. But the thing is, They think they thrive off rules, but then they often go against the rules because they can't stick to it because it's so extreme. So I really hope that if you walk away from this today, you walk away with an understanding that extremes are sexy and they're easy to sell, but they're not necessarily the best approach. And the other side of that is that context really matters and you as a human and an individual matter and what's right for someone else might not be right for you. But these really black and white blanket statements are actually really dangerous because if people say like, you know, if they really demonize food and there was no such thing as telling people to not worry about good and bad foods or labeling them and everything was really like demonized or put in like a good bad category, you can imagine how much eating disorders and stuff would skyrocket because people would become so panicked about that. And every time they, air quotation marks, stuffed up or didn't eat clean, then they would feel so guilty and then they would binge. And that's where that whole spiral comes from. But the other end of that and the polarity to that is that if we have these blanket statements that there's no such thing as bad foods and we completely bypass everything else and we bypass health and we just focus on weight and we say there's no such thing as bad foods, well, can you imagine how many issues people are going to start coming up with when it comes to their health and heart disease and gut issues and skin issues and all of these things, which our, our nutrition matters. And this is why like you listen to anyone, a menstrual cycle expert. So like someone who um, is an expert in fertility or menstrual health, or you see a naturopath, they're going to tell you, oh, if you want a more regular cycle, like 
eat XYZ. They are never going to tell you eat more donuts and processed foods. Why? Because eating the donuts and the processed foods is not what's going to give you a better menstrual cycle. You're going to have a more regular cycle, a more normal um, bleed quantity in terms of not too light and not too heavy. You're going to have a more regular length. You're going to have less PMS symptoms if you eat good quality food not not um, processed stuff, like good quality natural fruit, vegetables, um, meat, tofu, whatever it is. Again, the same thing comes to with sleep. You are going to have better sleep quality if you eat fruit and vegetables than you will if you eat processed stuff. You are going to be less irritable. You're going to have better moods. You're going to have better digestion. So from a health perspective, you are going to function so much more optimally as a human fucking being if you don't eat processed stuff. But we live in, you know, 2021, fast food is easily accessible, processed food is everywhere, it is in our faces all the time and expecting yourself to never eat something processed is that's where the whole eating disorder thing comes in. So it's just like this back forward cycle. So it really is about finding your healthy middle ground and just being aware of the discussion and feeling into what feels really good for you. So for example, Sunday night, I had a Domino's pizza um, and that was fine. And I'm like totally okay with that. And the night before that, I had a little bit of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I don't eat anything low calorie. I don't eat anything sugar-free. Actually, the only thing that I have that's sugar-free is I occasionally have sugar-free cordial. Um, But my diet isn't loaded up with diet foods. It's not made up of all of this stuff, which is just like fake ingredients, processed stuff, packaged stuff. Majority of my nutrition and my diet, I shop at, you know, a place called Organica. I get organic vegetables, um, I eat, obviously I'm not eating meat at the moment, but when I do introduce meat, I won't be buying it from Coles or Woolworths. I found a um, organic sustainable farm. Like everything I eat is very, very high quality because feeling good and my mental and emotional health and my physical health are so much more important to me than my fucking weight and what I look like and whether or not someone else thinks I look good in a bikini or not. Fuck that. I don't care if someone, I would way rather have longevity, be healthy, um, you know, be able to chase my future kids, be able to do whatever I want because my health doesn't hold me back than I would have someone be like, you look great in a bikini. And that's just me personally and where I'm at on my journey. However, five plus years ago, this wouldn't be the case. The the bikini thing would have felt so much more important to me and felt like a very real thing because, you know, over five years ago, I would have been in the middle of an eating disorder. So again, know where you're at on your journey, know what feels aligned and good for you, but just open up both sides of the discussion and just be real with yourself of like, where are you being pulled right now? What is your soul fucking asking of you? Do you need to focus on healing your relationship with food or do you need to focus on actually pulling back the reins and realizing that your healthy diet isn't actually as healthy as what you're leading on and you actually need to start taking better care of your body? Your body's all you have. It's all you have. So please, that healing the relationship with food is the very short and tiny stint in which you should let go of the labels. Anything outside of that, I really encourage you to start focusing on the health and longevity and vitality of your physical body. I would love to know what you guys thought of today's episode. I would love to hear from you where you are. Are you 
on the journey of starting out tracking? Are you healing your relationship with food? Are you focusing on optimal performance and optimizing your body? Um, I love hearing where people are at on their journeys and just remember there is no right or wrong. There is only what's right or wrong for you. I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a good day, night or whenever you are listening.